Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ride Along Podcast, where you follow along with Jake and guest entrepreneurs on the journey of starting, building, and scaling real businesses. Take a look behind the scenes at the good, the bad, the sales, the expenses, and the strategies of each business to learn how you can start and scale your own business. Here's your host, Jake Lang. Hello and welcome back. Today, I'm excited to bring you a conversation that I had with Rose Griffin. Rose is now a full-time entrepreneur, and today she shares her story about how she took her knowledge and expertise working for 20 years in the public school system as a speech-language pathologist, and how she took that knowledge and turned it into an extremely successful business, which she now does full-time and supports herself financially so that she was able to quit her job. And this is a case study and conversation that was perfect for my new book, so I, I plugged it into the book and said, Featured case study in the book, Use Your Job to Quit Your Job. You can pick up your copy of that at theentrepreneurridealon.com slash job, where you can read more about Rose's story and other entrepreneurs that have also used the expertise from their day job and used their day job to start their first business that allowed them to quit their job. And that's what the book is all about. So now without further ado, let's get to the interview. Here's my conversation with Rose Griffin and how she used her job to quit her job. Rose, welcome to the Entrepreneur Ride Along podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So for everybody else listening, can you please tell us uh, who you are and what you are doing? Absolutely. My name is Rose Griffin and I am a speech language pathologist and I'm also a board certified behavior analyst and I specialize in helping autistic learners. There are less than 500 people worldwide that have both of those certifications. And so it's really my life's work uh, to help all autistic individuals, but especially those who are not yet speaking, find their voice and to find a way to communicate with the world. And I um, was just sharing before you pressed uh, to record that I have, after 20 years um, as a school-based speech therapist, I have decided to step away from that position and work on my business, ABA Speech, um, full-time, although I do have three kids, so it's going to be a four-day work week. And so (laughs) my goal is to work 20 hours a week. I mean, I don't know if that's a reality, but um, that's kind kind of my goal. I started this business about five years ago, and so it's just grown. I'm really when the pandemic kid, it started to grow kind of exponentially. And then I felt like when I was going into my um, school-based job, that it was kind of taking me away from my family and also um, what ABA speech could be. So I'm excited to, to see, you know, where it's going to go. I'm excited for this entrepreneurial adventure. Oh, congratulations. That's huge news and a big milestone. So how did that feel giving the notice and, and quitting? <laughs> it actually felt kind of exhilarating the whole, you know, quitting. Um, I, you know, I just, I think I've always kind of been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, like, it, you know, the video, if you can see it, I, I play the harp. And so it kind of random, but I went to a public grade school and there was a harp harpist there and I took lessons. And so when I turned 21 and got my own harp, I, you know, I've been playing harp gigs forever, kind of always had that working on my own kind of mentality. And just the way that my business started to grow, I just felt like this is the way that I need to do it. You know what I mean? Like I, I have the vision for um, what I can do with the business. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, my last week of work, I felt kind of blue because I, you know, I love people. So I love working with people. I mean, that's the reason I became a speech therapist to help others, but you obviously have that amazing relationship with your coworkers. So while I do see, just like I'm seeing you today, you know, and I I see people all day during the day, um, I still need that in real life human interaction. So I'm a little nervous about that, 
but you know, I have some plans, um, for how I can get that accomplished. And, um, so it's kind of a mixed bag of emotions for sure. Yeah, you said you have three kids, so I'm sure you'll have plenty of interaction <laughs> at home, Just yeah. maybe not with adults. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. So tell me more about your business today. So are you doing a lot through zoom, like virtual classes or is it courses? Like what, what's the business model? Yeah. So my business started because I had the idea for a physical therapy product, meaning that it's, you know, I sell it through publishers. I sell it on Amazon. It's called the action builder cards. And then from that, my business just kind of grew. Then I had a blog and then I had digital products and I, I do presentations. So one thing that is our biggest generator of revenue is that we are uh, providers of professional development. And so our national organization, ASHA, only has maybe 500, there's about 200,000 professionals and there's about 500 organizations who are ASHA approved CEU providers, which really means something to people in my, in my space. And so my company provides CEUs, which, you know, if you're a professional in a, in a licensing situation, you have to have these CEUs. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really love, uh, presenting. And so that's really what I do. I do a lot of courses. I do a lot of presentations for groups. And I also, um, took Pat Flynn's power up podcasting about two years ago. I had been a guest on numerous podcasts just in my niche area. And I thought I want to do this myself, you know, but use Pat as my mentor, obviously always. And, um, I started my podcast about a year and a half ago and I've been really fortunate. Um, a very large CEU provider in my space reached out to me actually and said, Hey, can we use some of your podcast episodes on our website? And this is the largest um, CEU provider in my space. And so they've done that deal twice. So I have 20 episodes on their website in a collaborative effort. And so, um, I've been able to monetize my podcast that way, which has just been like a dream because like I said, like, I really love connecting with people. I just really love talking to people all day. So for me to be able to do that, um, has really been, uh, quite the dream. So that's really our main offerings. And then I do here in my hometown, I do see a couple of clients privately because I really love therapy. Um, I can't do a ton of that one-on-one -on -one work, but I still really, really enjoy it. That, that was going to be my next question is now that you don't have the day job, are you going to look for doing some live classes, live trainings, just to, to keep that engagement? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. In person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I want to actually, I'm so excited. One thing I'm super excited about, I don't know if you've heard of, um, Mike Paccione. He was actually on Pat Flynn's podcast. Um, he's, uh, was Pat Flynn's speaking coach at one time for one of his talks. And so I just loved his podcast episode so much. And I, I don't listen to every episode of Pat's. I just don't have time, you know, mm -hmm. but I heard that one and I started talking to Mike Paccione and I'm going to do a group coaching program with him, which I'm really excited about. I feel like every summer I try to take a course that's going to help me level up my business. And I really love speaking. I love live speaking. I think there's even on zoom, like, I think it's like, I get a lot of energy in the chat. People that are in my niche area kind of like to talk in the chat and that kind of lights me up. So I'm excited to work with him because people oftentimes the feedback I get is that my courses are engaging, that I'm energetic. I really love what I do. And I hope that translates to my live talks, but absolutely. I'm excited to do some more in-person talks and just as a way to, um, connect with others. But the virtual scene has really been great. A lot of school districts 
are connecting with me. I'm doing day long talks. That's kind of how school districts do. They have like one day where they can do professional development. So, um, I'm just always trying to decide how can I level up my speaking so that people are learning how to help autistic students in their day-to-day work, but they're also feeling inspired by the work that we do because it can be any kind of work, you know, can be draining in the day to day. I'll have to check out that episode. I didn't, I didn't listen to that one, but we were talking before the show. We're both big fans fans of uh, Pat Flynn and we met through the SPI pro community. Um, so, so I'm like you, I don't listen to every episode, but I'll have to go back and check that one out. And I highly recommend that power up podcasting course as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is great. I, I, I've got to get an overview of what you're doing now. Uh, what I really want to talk about is what you were doing before this, as, as you know, this is going to be a case study in my new book, use your job to quit your job. And so I'd like to hear, uh, how did you get the idea for this business? So you can, can you take us back and tell us what your day job was and, and how you first started this business? Yeah, absolutely. I was a speech, I'm a speech therapist and I have that other certification BCBA. I was doing that for about 15 years. And then I, I had this idea for a therapy product. It was just something that we were making uh, this like, like a mock product really in all the work settings that I was in. I was working in a public school three days a week after I had kids. And then one day a week I worked in, I guess an autism center is what kind of, we would say in lay terms, all the kids had autism, pretty severe autism. And I was making this product and I, we kept you know, color copies. These things are like very expensive for, you know, schools. And I, I was thinking, gosh, I should just like make this into a product. And so I had no idea what that even entailed, but I just had this idea, um, that kind of wouldn't go away is nagging at me. So crazy enough, my neighbor knew a designer. And then I started talking to distributors on the phone, like people that would potentially sell this product. And that's how my business really started. I created this product called the Action Builder Cards. And there's a hundred flashcards for autistic learners, anybody with a language delay. And that's really what started it. And as soon as I got it, um, I'll never forget because when we ordered it, Um, it was, I found a really nice printer, you know, we talked on WhatsApp and all the things. And I remember my kids were very small then, because this was almost five years ago. My son is seven and they were like screaming. And my husband had my like business (laughs) card and he was like making a, a $5,000 purchase. You know what I mean? And it was just like very, very stressful. I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) What am I doing? You know what I mean? But then from that, um, you know, then I started just really growing my business. So prior to starting my business, I was a treating speech therapist, um, four days a week. And then once my company started over the years, you know, then I started working just three days a week. And I started, I would say I work on my business two days a week and I work in a school three days a week, but you know, as your business grows, that's like such a lie. You know, I was working on my business every day, um, as a treating clinician. And so then, you know, I remember just like driving into my work, listening to Pat Flynn's podcast, Amy Porterfield's podcast, you know, all Rick Mulready's podcast and kind of just dreaming about, um, you know, the business that I wanted to build. So were these cards, were you already using them in the school or is this something you came up with in your district and you guys were just using them or like, I just came up with the idea, you know, on my own because it wasn't a product that existed in the marketplace. So, you know, like really quickly, if you're working with a kid and they're working on labeling 
eating, like an action. Most action card packs just have one example of eating, but my card packs have multiple examples, which research says, if we use these multiple examples, the kids are going to generalize it and use that in the natural environment when they're talking in conversation. And so it was something that was new to the marketplace. And so, you know, by the time I had the cards printed, I had just verbal okays from distributors that they were going to sell my product. And that was really exciting. I mean, I'm glad that these people took a chance on me because here, you know what I mean? Like I was like, nobody knew me. I didn't have an Instagram. I didn't have anything going on. No podcast at the time. I was just really excited about this idea. And some of my first distributors, I mean, are still with me and are people that, you know, order hundreds of sets of these every year. And so it's really cool. Um, I guess that I was brave enough to make those phone calls and those contacts, but those people were able to, you know, to give me a chance on this product. And it's just, I have a great printer. They came back from the printer. They were great. You know, everything looked fine. Everything worked out because I've heard horror stories where people, you know, order 500 of something and it doesn't come out great. So, you know, I really kind of did my due diligence and talked to different people, um, and it just set me on this path where this, you know, is something that we still sell today. And then I subsequently made another product called Double Up, which is for older students. And it's a game. Um, and and we sell both of those products now. Gotcha. That's interesting. So so I, I guess I just assumed without asking that you were probably selling it through your own website or Amazon or something. But you went through, it looks like other distributors that are maybe yeah. in this space. What yeah. was that like? So I do sell them on Amazon. I do sell them on my own website but we do have different distributors that sell educational products and they, um, I probably five that we send, uh, materials to every, you know, every so often. And so that's been nice to have those, uh, relationships just as a boost, because obviously they're going to have people coming to their website that maybe would never know about me, you know, initially. So. And did you start getting sales right away or I guess the distributors started pushing sales or how did the, the yeah, first Yeah, I mean, I did. And you know, what's really wild. So the distributors were selling them. I was selling them on Amazon, my website. And then I did something that um, like <laughs> someone starting a business would do. I have a course. So I have signature courses about uh, the first one was called Help Me Find My Voice. It was for non-speaking individuals, how to help them start communicating. And it was for speech therapists primarily. And so when you signed up for this course, this is wild to even say now, but it was only $99. Okay. It was a five hour course. And I also sent you a set of action builder cards, which retail for $50. And so, I mean, now, you know, now help me find my voice is two ninety seven, and you don't get a free set of action builder cards, but I was just trying to you know, build my name. Nobody knew who I was. I had no Instagram. I had no Facebook. I was just starting. I just, you know, started my email list. It was just all so brand new that I felt like that was a way to kickstart people knowing me. And who's your primary customer? Is it the, the school districts or speech therapists or parents? Who are you primarily targeting? Yeah, that's a great question. So I have grown my business to this point through marketing. So my ideal client avatar is a speech therapist, but what we are transitioning and doing more of, and every year this has kind of grown is um, our B2B. So having our main clients be a school district, you know, like I just had a district purchase 50 sets of action builder cards, which was really amazing for my small business. That was like probably the largest order I've ever single order I've got. So that was very cool. They were like, that's going to feel good. 
Yeah, that felt really good. This was towards the end. This was just like a couple of weeks ago. So, and then somebody that same day bought my course, which is $300. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I should be, this is good. Yeah, like it's I working. my yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was like a sign. So sometimes people get monies at the end of the year. Like it's kind of like, if you don't use this money, you're going to lose it in the school district. And so people will just have these needs for materials like it in the beginning of the year and at the end of the year too. And so that really felt kind of validating because that all went down the last week. Um, I was a school-based speech therapist. So yeah. Gotcha. So, so you said marketing is your main way of growing this business. Is there any particular marketing that you focus on or one channel, or I, I guess, what are you doing to, to bring in customers? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've been able to grow my email list. I have about 25,000 subscribers and we've been able to do that through having content upgrades. Like I use ConvertKit. I really love ConvertKit. And I have just created uh, lead magnets that freebies, you know, that my audience would really um, enjoy. And so that's really been a main way that I've been uh, growing my email list. And we also do Instagram. We do TikTok. <laughs> I love TikTok, actually. That's just part of the marketing puzzle, but it is fun. And then um, I do have a YouTube channel, but I'm going to take a course about YouTube. And then starting in August, I'm going to add a new YouTube video each week. So I already have an editor all lined up and I'm just going to take a course and get started on that. So that's kind of the way that we've been doing it. Something that's really, really been working great for me is I've been doing a free course each month. And so it's free to register and then people can purchase the CEUs if they need them. And if not, they get a free certificate. And I've been able to add about 500 to 800 people to my email list um, with no paid marketing doing that the past couple months. So we're going to continue, continue on that path as well. Yeah. So is it primarily social media, send them to your free opt-in free course? Is that the, the yes. strategy and then sell mm -hmm. through your email marketing? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's, Love it. That. That's yeah. exactly what I do, except I do <laughs> SEO blogging, but same okay. concept, send people to, to lead magnet, sell right. through email marketing. Mm -hmm. You said you have, did you say 25,000 people on your email list? I do. That's mm -hmm. huge. I, I I was thinking this was, I guess, more of a niche market than that, but you must be reaching. A, a, so I, I guess there must be a lot of speech therapists out there that have 25,000 yeah. or maybe you're just owning the market. Yeah. Well, I have speech therapists, then I have BCBAs, and then mm -hmm. I have special education teachers. And then also, you know, parents, I have a small sets of parents. Some parents take my courses. My courses are more professional in nature, but I do have parents that, you know, take my courses as well. Actually this week I'm doing a live course. Um, and I think I have more parents signed up for that because I'll be live so I can answer questions and things like that. Oh, that's awesome. And, and what else are you doing with the business? So you started with the cards, you said you have all these marketing channels and now in the beginning of the episode, you just started talking, you talked about your, your, uh, video courses, training. So what else are you offering as your products that you can sell to your email list? Yeah. Our main courses are the, we have digital products too. There's a site called teachers pay teachers. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a I very have. large, okay. Marketplace. So I have a site, uh, on there as well. Mm -hmm. And so we have those digital products, our two physical products, and then our courses. And really what I've tried to do with our marketing is everything points back to 
our two large courses. So every year I've been launching a new course. So this September, we're going to launch another course. And this is going to be for ones for students who have autism, who are talking a little bit. And then what do we do now? And how do we plan therapy? And so it seems for my audience that I've been launching a new course in September, every September. And it's really been cool to see, um, how my launches have grown, but they've really changed. You know, I took Amy Porterfield's DCA course and that was super helpful. I was already launching at that point. So live launching, but it helped firm up some things, you know, but back in the day I was using Facebook ads, you know, to like film my webinars and had an amazing Facebook ads manager that I probably had no, I shouldn't have been using him. He was expensive, but I mean, using him, um, his name's Alvaro Barrios or berries, but using him, it was amazing because I would get like 90 new people on my email list every single day during my live launches. It was, I mean, he's just amazing at Facebook ads, but then, you know, Facebook ads really weren't doing it for me, you know, anymore. They weren't really helping. It was kind of like I was breaking even. I had a a launch that really just kind of, I didn't make a whole lot of money doing it, you know, because I spent so much in ads. So now I'm just kind of using organic organic media. And I think for this next live launch, I'm going to uh, be on a podcast that's really popular in the BCBA niche. Um, this, this particular person, actually he used to be an SPI pro too. His, um, podcast gets millions of downloads, which in our niche area, that's quite a bit. So I'm just going to kind of go that route and just kind of test it and see how it goes. But now I have so many people that have been in my courses that now I can market to my students and say like, Hey, I've got something new coming out. You get this amount off or, you know, something like that. So that's, what's been neat as the courses have grown by the time I get to my live launch phase, I already have 50 to hundred people that have purchased. So I feel more comfortable during that launch phase that I don't have to, you know, not even work so hard. I'm just kind of like letting my people know that there's a new course, you know, it's not mm-hmm. as stressful. And do these then become passive courses as after the live launch? That's what I've been doing. So they are on Evergreen. I use Easy Webinar. Um, and I had um Brad Husty, he's actually from SPI Pro. He yep, is yep. a whiz on ConvertKit. So I did his done in a day. He like helped me set up my evergreen. He'll help me set up all these amazing things that like pop up automatically on the bottom of my email, like in this sequential order. It's just really, I'm so fascinated. When he showed me the visual automations, I was like, Oh my gosh, you are very smart. And thank you very much. And it was like definitely worth the money. Um, And so now we just do it that way. So, you know, have Brad help me set up evergreen emails. I have my email subscribers in three different buckets. Every week they get an evergreen email. Every week they get a broadcast. Um, And I really have just been trying to point back all my marketing to my big offers, kind of thinking, okay, these are here when you're ready. So we're not putting ad dollars to them right now. I'm just organically doing it that way. Okay. And what's next for the business? So I know you have another course coming out, but what's the the future looking like now that you're doing this full time? What are the big plans? Yeah. I mean, what I'd really like to do is keep all the marketing going that we're doing because we have a good groove with that. But what I really like to do is probably grow the podcast, like the ad dollars that we're coming in for the podcast. We do podcast partnerships. So trying to continue doing those and then also just working on more of the B2B. We're having more customers that would be school districts, that would be therapy providers and doing more speaking engagement. That's really what we're going to focus on. 
is there a specific strategy to the B2B that's that's working for you or that you're planning to use? Yeah, that's a good question. So what we've been doing since March, I don't know how I got this idea, but in March, um, maybe it was like Jay Klaus. I, I really like Jay and I listen to creative elements and he's like pretty present on LinkedIn. I don't know. I got an idea and I think he has like this crazy amount of subscribers to his newsletter over there on LinkedIn. And I don't know if I just like saw that, but I was like, well, why don't we just repurpose my podcast and show notes? Cause I have a podcast manager who does an amazing job. So we get video, we have the show notes. So I have my assistant now twice a week because we have so many um, podcasts we, we post Monday through Friday on LinkedIn and every Tuesday and Wednesday, we put up a new podcast episode uh, with show notes, the YouTube video. And I have about 4,000 subscribers now to that newsletter. And so I've really been leveraging that and sales navigator. I mean, I cannot say enough about sales navigator. I don't know if you've ever used it, but it is like very addicting. You could legit sit in your office for eight hours and use sales navigator. It's, it's really wild. So we've been doing things that way on LinkedIn and reaching out to people and offering things that are B2B that I would never show like through my marketing channels, but we're honing in on school districts, on special education directors, speech therapists, and very pointed marketing. I'm going to give this speech therapist what I think she would want. That's a free offer. And then I'll let her know about a paid offer. I will let this school district administrator know about this free offer. And then maybe I can become a preferred vendor and that will lead to a relationship. I'm just always thinking, how can I, like Rick Mulready said one time, like scalable intimacy. So I'm using sales navigator that way. It's like, I can't be in Minnesota to say hi to Joe, the special ed director, but I could offer a free training for his staff that nobody will know about on Instagram or, you know, TikTok or whatever, but it's just something that I'm doing to grow my B2B channels. Gotcha. I love that. So you're really just providing value to the B2B uh, market and you're just giving them same thing you do to the B2C market where you're giving them free mm-hmm. value, the opt-ins, you're just yes. doing that to the uh, school districts and, and mm-hmm. speech therapists. Yes. That's what I'm trying. So I'll keep you posted. <laughs> excellent. Well, I, I can't wait to hear how that goes. This has been uh, an excellent overview of what you're doing and I can see how you've uh, learned from so many different experts in the industry and how you are trying new tools and also outsourcing and how that is all helping just grow this business exponentially. Um, along with your hard work and of course your idea and everything behind the scenes. It's just been, uh, I, I can see why it was so successful so quickly and how you are already quitting your job and doing it full time. So this, <laughs> this, is, this has been great to see how you really did use the skills from your job and that translated into your uh, business. So, so as we wrap up here, could you tell everybody uh, where we can find you and learn more about what you are doing? Absolutely. Visit me at abaspeech.org. That's where you'll find all my courses and my blog posts. And I have a podcast that comes out every Tuesday about autism and communication called Autism Outreach. The incidence rate for autism now is one in 44. So probably everybody knows somebody with autism or has a loved one. So make sure that you tune in. Excellent. Well, thank you, Rose, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So that does it for today's episode. That is the conversation with Rose Griffin. Again, you can find Rose and learn more about her at abaspeech.org. And you can pick up a copy of the book, Use Your Job to Quit Your Job, where Rose's case study is featured. You can pick that up at theentrepreneurridealong.com slash job. So that does it for today. Thank you again for listening, and I will catch you on the next podcast episode.